rifling through those long boxes and bagging those books. Welcome to your home for Star Wars comics. This is the Cosmic Force Podcast, a Utini Podcast Network production. And now, here are your hosts, Tyler Reganti, Emma Park, Caleb Lamanek, and Jacob Bosch. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 30 of the Cosmic Force. I am one of your hosts, Tyler Reganti, and on tonight's show, we are going to be talking about some of our favorite variants. No, not Loki variants, variant covers. We, uh, we, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Uh, we also have a lot of great community submissions, uh, so it's going to be a real fun, art-heavy show tonight. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and say hi to everybody this week, and we will start uh, where we always do with Emma and uh, Emma, you and I kind of uh, kind of faced off earlier this weekend in uh, the Utini Fantasy Football League. How'd that go? Well, hello I- everyone. <laughs> uh, you must be wondering why Tyler is bringing this topic up. It is because I lost in fantasy football. Um, to be fair, uh, it was a horrible week for me in terms you of players on buys. buys. Yes, I did. I did. So. Maybe we could say that Tyler was lucky. I don't know. We'll have to see. Oh, 100%. Um, very interesting to note, though, that I only have two losses on the season. One to Jacob and one to Tyler. Make of that what you will. <laughs> yes, yes. A, a quick update. Well, we'll get to the update when we get to when we get to, to, to Jacob because he can, he can brag on me on a couple of different things. Uh, so anyways, we'll head over to our next host of the night, Caleb. You are rocking some some new swag as well. What do you have on your head tonight? It's it's the breakfast of champions. I'm sorry, the, the headwear of literal world champions of the Atlanta Braves. I was actually at the uh the, down at the park uh, last Saturday doing an escape room, and there's a giant line to uh get all the jerseys and very very short line just to get the uh normal branded merchandise. So I figured you know this will probably be a once in a lifetime sort of thing for an Atlanta team to win the uh World Series. So let's just go ahead and get this while I can. So, I am rocking my Atlanta Braves hat, and Emma, you're welcome for not playing fantasy football with you, because apparently there's a trend. It is, uh, as Eric says, the, the cosmic curse, so. Yes. And our last host of the night, like I said, there was, uh, I, I got to rag on Emma, and I'm going to give Jacob the opportunity to, to, to rag on me on, for two reasons. One reason is because he is dominating the fantasy football league. Uh, That's true. You are in first place. Yeah. It, yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Emma's like, oh, I only have two losses. I'm like, oh, that's that's cute because I only have one. <laughs> uh, so I would like to thank you for losing because we were tied for the longest time, but now I have definitively grabbed first, even though I will absolutely crash and burn in the playoffs. Um, or or when Cooper Cup and my... uh, Matthew Stafford have a bye. Yeah. 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 yeah we, well, we, let's calm that's, that down. That's... Yeah. See, they – and. I, I got a glimpse of that because I had an off week this week and it was tragic. <laughs> I came very close to losing. They, they're they carrying my entire team, him and Jonathan Taylor. It's fantastic. But then also, bragging point number two. Yes. Oh, it's, it's backwards. backwards. Oh, that's exactly. You know what? No, that's perfectly fine. That's me waving. The Carolina Hurricanes. Me waving the white flag. Beat the Tampa Bay Lightning in overtime yes. last night. Don't worry. I did not watch the whole game. Um, my camera is now looks very dark. Uh, I don't know what happened there, but um, it was all the glory of the hurricanes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. So that's exactly what happens when you when you, when you talk uh, bad about the lightning. So we 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 welcome fantasy football trash talk. You start talking bad about the lightning, and 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 bad things happen. So 
If you are joining us for the first time, uh, welcome. We uh, do not normally talk about sports. We normally talk about Star Wars comics because we are a Star Wars comics podcast. A broadcast live right here on YouTube.com slash Utini every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. And if you can't join us live, that's okay. Our videos are available on the YouTube channel for whenever you have a chance. And we are also available on all of your favorite podcast platforms in audio. Uh, we're also part of the Utini Podcast Network of nearly a dozen shows and a Discord channel at utini.com slash Discord with more than 1,000 members and dozens of channels to choose from. If you like what you see and you want to say thanks, then head on over to our Patreon channel at patreon.com slash Utini, where for as little as $5 a month, you can gain exclusive access to the entire Utini Podcast Network of shows, as well as exclusive merch and community involvement activities. So uh, we actually, before we get into our main topic of the night, we actually have some news. Um, <coughs> late breaking news, Jacob, right? This is, this was earlier today, I think? Um, yeah, well, actually, I even added another bullet point since you walked away during uh, the uh, pre-show. Then so I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you so you can go ahead and tell us what the news is then. Yeah, so uh, we you know we do have a roundtable coming up next week, I believe. That's fast. Uh, for... The new High Republic Adventures Volume One trade paperback, and uh, in uh, in celebration of that, there's going to be a great event going on through Porter Squares Porter Square Books uh, online on the 19th of November with Daniel Jose Older and Alyssa Wong. Uh, you know Daniel Jose Older, obviously the writer of the High Republic Adventures, and then Alyssa Wong uh, is known for writing the current run of Doctor Afra comics. So if you want to see the two of them come together for free uh and talk about the new comic book trade paperback coming out uh well you can sign up uh i will we'll tweet this out it's not in the show notes right now uh, but i'll drop it in the youtube chat as well uh and also our discord you, it, we'll make it easy for you to find yes. but yeah if you want to catch those two talking about the comic in i guess a week and a half or end of next week uh definitely check that out looks like a lot uh, of fun but yeah yeah, I, I don't know. Have you guys have you guys ever been to any of these like small bookstore events before? I have not. I've always wanted to though. This one might be a good one to start with. I think I think I did one for like early High Republic. I don't remember what like book it was supposed to be for, but it was super cool. And like especially when you get like multiple creators together like that, it's always a lot of fun. Was was wasn't there a round table with all the High Republic creators like right before the Rising Storm? I don't think it was it was bookstore sponsored. I believe that was correct. But then, like, we also, there's, like, one for Timothy Zahn's yeah. having one with uh, Tom about Lesser Evil, I think, like, next week. Like, th they, they happen pretty frequently, and they're always fun to check out. Yes. And just like, just like local comic, uh, your local comic book store, it's always, we always promote, if you can, uh, you can support these sorts of uh, retailers, we always, uh, you know, would, 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 would prefer to, to shout them out whenever we can. So, so having these sorts of events are always lots of fun. And and speaking of another uh, creator of the High Republic, our good friend Charles Soule was uh, was in the news uh, recently, um, talking about his upcoming uh, series. So, um, Caleb, I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to you, and uh, to give us a little bit of the highlights of what he was talking about in this interview. Exactly, like he is mainly about the uh, big new uh, Crimson Rain that's going to be coming out here in the next month or so a little bit more details about um exactly who's on what side who's going through onto uh, these issues uh we're going to be learning more about cures like plan over these five issues um 
And it looks like each issue will be like a little subsection of the groups that we're dealing with. So issue one will be more about Shaneth Cha and the orphans. So, um, you know, Crimson Reign and Hidden Empire will not be a full cr crossover, but Kira will be dropping into other series from time to time. I talked a little bit about the future plans for the mainline Star Star Wars issues, about what issues we have uh, coming up down the line. So, real exciting sort of news here. Kind of something to sink our teeth into and get excited about the next coming months, now that War of the Bounty Hunters has pretty much uh, run its course. Yeah, he even gave some specifics on, like, I was surprised to see how much specifics he gave. He said that issues 19 and 20 are focused on Luke. And that uh, 21 is going to be focused on Shara Bay, which I'm really excited for. Um, 22 and uh, through 24 is a three-issue arc to wrap up a bunch of threads. And uh, issue 25 was pretty hyped up as well. So um, I'm really looking forward to it. It feels like we're moving a lot closer to Return of the Jedi faster than in the 2015 mainline, uh, faster than, than we moved to Empire. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. And... Um, I don't know if you guys got this vibe, but it feels like it's coming to an end soon. I don't know. I don't know if that was the vibe you guys picked up. What do you guys think? I don't know about that. I mean, we, you know, we definitely, we have, it's going to last at least through the end of Hidden Empire. So that's sure. like yeah. bare, bare minimum a year from now. Mm -hmm. So sure. I think we still got a little time. Uh, you know, if you think about it, the original, or not the original, the 2015 era ran for four years, mm. basically four full years of comics. And we are right now two years, except for one of those years was like half off because of COVID. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we like we had so much like delays and just like straight like stoppages of publishing that, yeah, I think I think I wouldn't be shocked to see things end within like one full arc of the end of Hidden Empire. And that's still, you know. We're looking at what thirty-ish, thirty-plus issues, which is nothing in comparison to like the seventy-seven or seventy-five that the the first ran, run had. But I, yeah, I think we still have some time exactly. to, to play and around with these characters. They, another thing is they've also uh, just in previous times changed writers, so maybe as I said, not to put huge theorycrafting over there. Maybe Charles Soule will want to move on to other things, and they'll find someone else to take over the uh, main line of the series. And, and I like this trend in the entertainment industry of let's end on a good note. Let's, you know, yeah. Shit's Creek or Succession or, or some of these other shows that are, are, are Ozarks that are, that, are, that are really popular. Firefly. Fi well, <laughs> that <laughs> are, are high and are, and, are in, and are in demand. But the creators behind the show are saying, we have a design story. We want to see it end, and we don't want it to jump the shark. And, and and so I would much rather take a very, very good, shorter thing than have it extend for another two and a half, three years. And not that, not saying that it would, but just have moments where the quality of the story kind of drags on, and, and then it's just like, let's just put it out of its misery. Uh, you know, I don't want to see that. So I'm happy to see that if – I didn't get those vibes, Emma, but if, if you are right – um, I I would support that because that would be uh, you know ending it on a ending it on a high note is definitely something that 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 we need. Yeah, I agree with you there. Like I I'd so rather get something shorter that ends well than something that is too long and we feel like we're dragging our feet a bit. So yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. So I'm just happy to see that we talked about this last week 
uh, when we were reviewing War of the Bounty Hunters, that it's not going to be a full crossover, but Kira mm-hmm. will drop into the other series as the story needs. Like, that's that's what I love, because yes. then we get the other stories. Then we get back to Shara Bay. Then we get back to, hopefully, Exegol, or, you know, what some of what the other... That's... I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see that, so... Me too. But all right, if you... Um, did we did we put the interview to that on uh, anywhere? Uh, I can uh, drop it in the right, chat. We'll right go now. ahead and drop in the chat if you're interested that? in checking that out. Um, but if uh, we'll go ahead and move on then to uh, the main show, and we'll go ahead and start with a a very short uh, weekly pull list this week, Jacob. Yeah, so this is be, this could take me a little bit of time. Uh, we got High Republic number eleven, Only Fear, written by Kevin Scott, with pencils by. Uh, George's Genty. Uh, the cover is by Phil Noto. The inker is Carl Story. Colorist is Carlos Lopez, and the letter is Travis Laneham. And next, that's it. <laughs> All right, that, that, that was that was that was that was the that was the comic. It was very, it was good, very good, like very good. Like I definitely feel like we're going somewhere new. Like I, I, the first volume was great. I feel like this is the first one where it's like we're doing some crazy stuff. And like we're, this is going to be, you know, hopefully. Um, I mean, I love the books. Clearly, this is going to be a departure from like just sticking with what the books are doing. Yeah, from what I from what I can tell. Totally. I mean, I was just for the first time. Not that I felt that the comics were unimportant. It just kind of felt like they were taking the books lead. Now it feels like it's it's starting to do something all on its own and something very different, something that's very important to the timeline. And I honestly can't wait to see where it goes. I was so disappointed when it ended. I could have read like a thousand issues after that. It was so, so good. Um, highly recommend reading it. Also, try to read it as fast as you can uh, because I, I would hate for it to get spoiled for you. I was I was very excited. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Yeah. I, oh, go ahead, Jacob. Final thought. Oh no, I, I was just saying, I was like, I don't, I don't like. This was very good. I don't think there's like a big like crazy moment that's like gonna be like Twitter spoiler worthy. Yeah, like, probably I, not. I think you're probably safe, but I mean, you know what? Just to be safe, you can go pick it up. I have the link in the YouTube description, as always, if you want to go grab that on Comicsology. So there you go. All right, let's go ahead and move on to what we're loving. We're going to go ahead and skip the art of the week because the whole episode is going to be about art. Um, and, and rather than pick one, uh, we picked a lot of the some, the community submissions this week. Um, so thank you in advance for uh, for submitting that. That was a great conversation in our Cosmic Force Discord. Um, and we'll go ahead and skip down to, to what we're reading. And uh, unfortunately, at least for me, um, that's a whole lot of nothing. I've uh, been busy with some 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 of the kids stuff and and some of the work stuff. So uh, I got caught up. My I my list or my pile of comics is empty because I'm completely caught up in everything. So uh, other than the weekly trades, I'm I'm not reading anything. What about what about you guys? Well, that's a good feeling when your uh, to be read pile dwindles. So well, um, to be read comics. My my to my be to read, read comics. No- <laughs> my to be read novels. Uh, let's we're not we're not gonna. I don't want to talk about that. That's, that's an that's, important that's, qualifier. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's like an entire shelf <laughs> yeah. behind me is my to-be-read novels. So Yeah. Uh, uh, unf- unfortunately yeah. for me, I also nothing um, other than the higher public issue. Um, I've been reading a book about um, how animals adapt to Maine winters um, for a class. It was very boring. 
That's about uh, it. <laughs> they they get put on little toques and uh, and snowshoes. Exactly, exactly. It's it's not nearly as um, crazy as that. <laughs> yeah. For so for me, I I finished Out of the Shadows a few weeks ago now, and I'm trying to like catch up with my High Republic backlog. So I've, I'm attempting to finish Tempest Runner pretty quickly, just so especially with Thrawn coming out next week, and I know I will not have time to read Thrawn. Like my fi- my finals are like a month away yeah. now, which is terrifying. Uh, so I don't know when Thrawn is going to happen. I might just be bad and like just completely destroy it in a weekend, even though it's very, very, very long, very long. That that might happen. Uh, but yeah, I so Tempest Runner has been I, it's been going well. I think this is the first audio, like of all the audio dramas. I always dislike the narrative framing device that they have with like. Dooku, it's like the audio logs, and with Afra, it's like also audio logs, where like they're like, here's the main character having like needing a narrative contrivance to tell you a story in the past, and I like kind of just didn't really jive with that, but here I'm like, the like the 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 flashbacks are nice, yeah. and I enjoy them, and then the present stuff is also like pretty enjoyable. So I think this is the first one where like. I am enjoying all parts equally of every of, of an audio drama, which is which is new. Exciting, yeah, I totally so. agree with you there. I was worried about the audio drama. I mean, I enjoyed the other audio dramas. I just found them hard to follow because yeah, of their no, their framing devices, like you said. And this one was just very well written, and it doesn't surprise me because Kevin Scott does everything so good. <laughs> yeah, Kayla, what about you? You read? Are you reading anything this week? Nothing Star Wars. I'm going for the audiobook of Altered Carbon, Ooh, but that's about nice. it. Nice. I I haven't seen the show, and for those like uh, who are interested, it is a very adult book, but it's it's very interesting. I'm not sure if I am like going to say it's the greatest thing I've ever read. The uh, it is very pulpy and science fiction and very cyberpunky, and very and, science and fiction. Very, yes, it's very yeah, it's very cyberpunky, but it's also very like you know. Um, hard-boiled detective which are always like fun stories but there's also like the, those sorts of detective stories are never like really satisfying mysteries like it, it's always like he just stumbles into someone who punches him too hard and then he finds the clues after he gets like literally you know thrown into a gutter and like oh here's the clue all along i sure am lucky that they, they it plays that trope a little bit too straight sometimes but I'm having a good time with it. So, yeah, that's that's what I'm going through. I'm taking a step back from Star Wars, refreshing with some, like, really dark, gritty, like, yo, sexy cast sci-fi sort of stuff. Then I'll go back into uh, Star Wars and have some fun. Alter Carbon definitely has some Blade Runner feelings and 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 mm, and world absolutely. building i've i i have not read it but i watched season one season one is great i i, th- I thoroughly enjoyed it haven't gotten around to watching season two yet but yeah that's a very starring captain america yes sorry the starring captain america so Ooh, uh, i'm yeah. suddenly very interested yes <laughs> you don't say so, <laughs> so hold on uh that is anthony mackie captain america mm-hmm. still in very interested two. yes yes season yeah. one was joel kinnaman who was excellent um I just haven't gotten around. I mean, Netflix is just crazy. So both Captain Americas are good for sure. <laughs> if you are interested in additional science fiction to to complement your Star Wars, Alter Carbon is definitely uh, something that is recommended by at least half of the Cosmic Force hosts. Okay, this feels weird for me coming out of the mer- the, the ad break talking, but today we're talking about variant covers, and I guess we we should start out talking about what a variant cover is. It's it's pretty simple. It's just 
a, a comic book cover with different art. I mean, you have your typical standard, what's called an A cover, which if you go and buy the comic book from the store, it's probably going to be that. Like, if you look out online, if I look up, like, Star Wars issue number 14, you're going to see the A cover. But then they make other covers because... It's about it's all about the money. Uh, we're, we're variant covers really are here to sell you cool art on the outside and sell you more copies of comic books. So there's a lot of different types of variant covers. And before we jump into the main thing, I, I was just gonna run through basically all those like most common versions. So I, I said earlier we had our A cover, and then you might have a what's called a B cover, which your comic book store probably has. This is a B cover of Star Wars Adventures number six. Uh, and it's the same price, and that's it. You can order this just as easily as the A cover. You just might have to specify you want this one. Then you have incentive covers. I'm just going to be talking about myself for like three minutes because there's so many types, but this is an incentive cover. Basically, the way these work is a retailer or like a comic book store has to buy 25 regular covers to get this one. So then they can charge you whatever they want. Usually, they're like 20 to 25 books, but there's also ones that are like, a 1 to 50, where you have to buy 50 A covers to get this one, or a 1 to 100, or a, you get one for, there's some that are literally, every shop gets one, and that's it. So, you got those, this was from Higher Public Adventures number 9, with my boy Quart. Uh, then you have Retailer Exclusives, which is exactly what it sounds like, certain stores have their own, this is an Unknown Comics, I think Higher Public Republic number 6, with um, Vern on it. Exactly what it sounds like. You go to a store, they have their certain comic book. Then you have convention exclusives, which this one is from a oh, Vienna Comic Con. Uh, so they fill Noto cover for Vader Down number one. Again, you go to the convention, you get your nice cover. Almost halfway there, <laughs> we then have artist exclusive covers, which is like kind of a niche thing. Like the for Star Wars, it's Mike Mayhew. Like, that's your dude. Like, go to MikeMayhew.com. He'll have a variant cover. He was doing a lot of them at the beginning of the High Republic, but he'll have his own special. Like, he, he does, like, more, like, paint style, uh, digital painting. So, these are artist ones. Then uh, we have uh, something I want to talk about real quickly is the difference between virgin and trade dress, which here's a very good example on the screen. Uh, this one right here is a virgin, which doesn't have it. Like it's just a clean cover. It's literally just the art. Where this one's the trade dress, so it has the title, it has the number box, it has all like the. Sometimes they'll have a barcode. This one doesn't. So those are the differences. It's the same cover, just one of them is like just the the art, and that's it. So the other two main versions, which I don't have a a, a copy of, is a sketch variant, which is basically like. It'd be like this, but if it had no color and it was just black and white. And those are, it's like the same exact art, that's, except it's not colored and it'll cost like five times yeah. as much. Um, <laughs> and then there'll be blank variants, which I also have a, 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 one of. They aren't very, they aren't super common. They'll do them every once in a while where it'll just be, um, like I said, it'll have like the like number box and it'll have like the title and then everything else will be white. And you're like, why would I want just a white comic book? Like, a, just like a plain white comic book with no art on it. And, the, well, the point is you normally take it to, like, a comic book convention, find the artist there, and we'll, you'll have someone do, like, a custom sketched cover. So, like, they'll have, like, their black Sharpie and, like, they'll do, like, a picture of Darth Vader and, like, do your own. Like, so you have a m mostly one-of-a-kind comic book cover. And those can be super cool. So those are why they exist. But those are, like the main types of ones and i did see someone asked christopher asked in the chat about action figure ones 
So Tyler has one. He's going to show off in a, in a bit. But then I also have one here. It, the, the artist that does these, his name's John Tyler Christopher. Um, and he just like, he started, I think, with like Star Wars 2015 issue number one. And like, it was like, I'm going to do this thing. And it's in the style of the old Kenner yep. action figures. So it looks like a little action figure on the card, the little plastic and the, the border and the, char- the, the, the figure name. And they're like, oh, people like these. And these again, this art exists to just sell the cover or sell right. a book. So people like them. So he made a lot of them, like a lot of them. And I mean, and they will have bravo. To, yeah, I was just bravo to him. Like it's a gr- he's got a great gig set up for himself now. Yeah, and that's and that's some of the other fun things about variant covers is you have unique covers, and the, but then you also have series covers. Like I think every single. Uh, title has three or four different versions of this. I, I mean, this is yeah. the War of the Bounty Hunters Alpha, so it's got the Boba Fett in black armor on this. But another thing that they did that they're doing th- this year this this is not part of w- each of us chose three covers to to feature. This is, these are just some extras that I had. Um, this is also something that Marvel is doing. It's kind of like their fiftieth anniversary for Lucasfilm, so they're taking key moments throughout the saga and recreating them on covers. Uh, this is for Darth Vader number fifteen. Um, it's not necessarily the B cover. Um, there, there are other B covers, but it's just it's kind of a series that they use. So they, they do, and they'll have like abs- they have nothing to do nope. with whatever's inside it. Like it'll be like yeah, it'll be like Emperor Palpatine on the outside, but it's a Doctor Aphra yep. book. Like it's whatever. And they they've done a few other ones like that. They did a fortieth anniversary A New Hope and a fortieth anniversary Empire, and those and the Lucasfilm anniversary are all done by chris sprouse and you can actually buy a trade paperback of the like entire selection of covers so like i can buy you can go buy a trade paperback of all 40 a new hope 40th anniversary covers all together like just the covers which is super cool i think i'll probably definitely get the one for the lucasfilm 50th when they do collect that when it's all done because they're like they got thrawn they got like they have ahsoka and anakin together from the clone war style like they have like they have like the droids 1980s cartoon as a cover like they have it's like the entire history of lucasfilm as it as it refers to star wars and it, it's great. you said droids the, the song started going through my head yeah i won't sing it for you i'll spare you all though that's arguably one of my favorite parts of buying the trade paperbacks because when you have the trade paperbacks um for the arcs they will oftentimes not all of them or not put all of the covers, but they'll put the variant covers in the back of, of the trade paperbacks. And so you can kind of see mm-hmm. uh, all the different uh, variations that they have there. So that's always fun. Um, so, uh, but all right. So thank you, Jacob, for, for giving us for Comics 101 again with Jacob, uh, where uh, he tell, it, it teaches us the, uh, about comics. Somehow so, uh, after every Comics 101 from Jacob, I feel the need to go buy something. <laughs> so thanks a lot. <laughs> So what we did tonight, just yeah, oh, go Enabler ahead. Enabler extraordinaire like, over let, here. Let, <laughs> let Timothy know that you've been using the Comixology codes and that I'm the reason. I expect my Christmas bonus coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> so what we did tonight is all of us chose three uh, covers, uh, three variant covers that, that we liked. Um, for Jacob and myself, it might be covers that we own. Uh, for Emma and Caleb, who are normally more digital uh, readers, uh, it might be just their favorite covers. And then we also, Jacob put a, a call out uh, earlier this week 
for uh, in into the Discord channel. And we had a lot of great submissions from the community. So we'll feature that at the end uh, as well. Um, but we're going to go ahead and um, we've got it laid out as each each host does all three of them. So we can do that. Caleb, I don't know. Or Jacob, I don't know if you have if you have art for all that, if it's easier for you. Uh, but Caleb, you are up first. So uh, why don't you go ahead and explain some of uh, show off some of your covers? All right, this one is from High Republic number 11 by artist Peach Momoko. Um, one thing I really like about variant covers is when they get to uh, experiment around with like almost a completely different style than what is normally found in the art in the art for the rest of the uh, book there. So like this one here is obviously very, you know, manga influence like you would you could see her you know, being pegged to do like an, some more chapters for the uh, edge of balance but you would decide that we should be able to uh do kind of like a different sort of uh a path here so this one is of course our everyone's favorite avar chris as she's uh kind of reclining she did another variant uh earlier in the series uh very similar art style but i i liked this one more i felt like it was just a little bit more serene kind of a very quiet sort of um intro here and it's not necessarily something we usually see in star wars covers or covers in general they're very usually much a uh action-oriented sort of um blood and gore uh yo as we were talking the jandersma episode a lot of jumping in those sorts of things but this one is you can definitely tell there's a lot more calmness going on which is why i decided to uh feature this one yeah i like the visual represent like i feel like this is a visual representation of the force and that's like that's super cool to think about kind of like a I don't know, like a weird Star Wars thing, like World Between Worlds or Mortis or something like that. It gives me those vibes. I love that. Yeah, this is not how we normally see Avar. So it's a very, very cool uh, uh, rendition of, of of a character. So really awesome. And I love the detail of, of her uh, lightsaber hilt, too. That's that's something that uh, that draw, draws my attention there. So that's that, that looks really cool. Absolutely. Uh, next up, what did I have next uh, in my uh, selection here? Oh, it's from Lando, not not Lando, but Lando Double or Nothing, the uh, follow-up kind of one-shot series here. Uh, this one is art by Cameron Stewart. Um, I really, again, one thing I really liked about this artwork is he completely redid the font of the series. Mm. Like, so that, that Lando, for those of you who are watching this, it's in a completely different uh, like uh, font and how the rest of the series is doing like when the moment I saw that I'm like hmm I didn't realize 19 I was nostalgic for 1970s Disney VHS covers right <laughs> yeah it totally I, it gives lo- me that vibe it looks yeah it looks like something like you know like par- Pete the Magic Dragon yeah the Partridge or Family or something, something like that just a very you know uh, light sort of swerving there and then I am a sucker for like kind of a geometric pattern and just like characters on it so again a little you know the art is really well done like not something that we haven't seen anywhere else before but it's a very well done art I love like when they do different things with the fonting when they're like hey we can change the font and make it really interesting yeah absolutely and I love the I don't know I always love when the when the cover the variant covers go qu- kind of more realistic than comic-y, I guess you could say. Mm. Um, and also, you know, when there's more of like a solid background. I don't know the contrast between the characters and the white of the the cover part is just I don't know. It's very visually pleasing. 
Absolutely. And the uh, very last one, as I think something was, we already mentioned this, uh, Tyler, I think you already mentioned this one. This is War of the Bounty Hunters, Director's Cut. Now, this is not less of a variant cover and more just like a whole variant issue. I, the reason I brought this up is because it's like one of like the four comics I actually physically have. <laughs> <laughs> but I found this in like a comic store. And th- this is a fun one because the uh, the director's cut edition has like all the re- the entirety of the comic again, but in black and white, just the uh, just the pencils, as it were. So that was like a really fun sort of variant. So it like if you read the comic code on the back, as the last time we did a comics 101 sort of thing, this is not technically a variant cover, but it is a variant issue. Interesting. Yeah, and that's why I thought it was worth including. Oh, and this is by uh, Steve McNiven and Laura Martin, who are the artists on the inside in the original covers. And Boba Fett in all black carrying a staff. I mean, that's 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 can't pretty, go wrong. That's pretty bad. Yeah, no, can't go wrong there. All right, I believe I am next. Um, so, a little bit of background. As we all know, I do not collect physical comics, or I'm trying not to. Um, <laughs> kind of failing a little bit, but um, so I don't. I, I didn't really know much about variant covers until I researched them for this week's show. So, of course, I focused my research on some of my favorite characters, and of course, I started with Ray. Um, and this cover here is um, from the Star Wars 2015 series, number 41, uh, and this is by Rob Reese and. Uh, this is from a series of variant covers called Galactic Icons, um, where they, uh, the the artist kind of did a bunch of characters with their, you know, I guess you could say like their faction symbol or whatever it is behind them. Um, it's a very realistic style. Um, this this is Ray from the Last Jedi um, from the throne room scene. It's very realistic, and something about the lighting, like the left part of her face, looks a lot lighter than than the right part of her face um and uh i don't know something about it is just really cool and it's one of the few ray variants that are out there because there's not a whole lot of sequel trilogy comics um so yeah really liked that one i would say like i like how um at least with her skin it almost has like a bit of like a in the logo in the background has like a bit of like a watercolor yeah. effect yeah like you, you get a little bit like the the distressing and, and like the variations and like the the saturation of the color that I really like. It's a bit different than what we're used yeah, to. Yeah, it gives you a little I've, bit I've of that like comic this. feel with still being like realistic enough. Yeah, I've never seen this cover before. This is a really cool cover. Yeah, the whole the yeah. whole Galactic Icons series is actually very very cool. All right, so my next one is actually one issue before this one. <laughs> Believe it or not, I didn't even mean to do this on purpose. Uh, mm-hmm. So from Star Wars 2015, number 40, by uh, this cover is by Addy Granov. And uh, man, this is so cool. This is kind of like, um, you know, what if is kind of on the brain with the Marvel What If show. This to me feels like a what if Leia was a pilot in the Rebellion Um I love the way that she's standing, you know, next to X-Wing with the, the helmet. And uh, I believe that's it kind of looks like she's on crate, but I feel like that took place later in the series. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. And the, and the cape flowing behind her. We all know if you've listened to two minutes of the show that I am a sucker for Leia. Um, so it should come as no surprise that this is one of my favorites. <laughs> Exactly. And <clears throat> again, it, like the art style is very, very different from what we've seen before. So it it's almost like like a kind of a soft like 80s sort of like, you know, heavy metal cover. Yeah. Sort of like thing. Like it's, I'm not getting it exactly because it's she's not completely ripped, but almost like Frank Frazetta sort of vibes of the kind of the soft and like dark red colors. 
Yeah, for sure. I think it's the uh, the cape for me. I don't know why. Just like the cape and like the somewhat regal look is reminding me of her in Dark Champion in the end of the comic book series. Just like with the not not quite over the top. The, uh, I guess, but uh, yeah, a little bit more regal look to it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mind you, here that she is Princess Leia Morgana. She is. Yeah. Yeah. This She's is got this the, is like got a, the badass and the regal. Yeah, this is like uh like a, another ultimate like power pose moment right here. Like yes. this it's not quite fa- it's not quite face punching. No, Leia, it's though. not. <laughs> she'll she'll but no, she it, will she will verbally punch you. This in the is face. I'm going to outfly you and you know it, uh, uh, Leia, sure. right here. I'm gonna punch you in the face with my X-wing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, so the last one I have here is um, Rogue One number three by Duncan Figrito. And uh, oh my goodness, when I saw this, I audibly gasped. It was amazing. The more I looked at it, the more I saw in it. Like, so obviously in the foreground here, we have like Jin in her age that we see during most of Rogue One. Um, just totally kicking ass. Just beating up these two stormtroopers here and then in the background it's kind of a flashback type of scene it looks dark and stormy with her as a kid um, when we see her in the beginning of rogue one uh, with some death troopers and it looks really like scary kind of like maybe like what one of her nightmares would look like honestly and i I just love this so much It, it it made me think about adult gen it made me get all emotional actually like thinking about like rebel rising that book if you haven't read it it's very good um it made me think about like just how traumatic her life has been and it kind of ended in a sad way but at the same time she helped take down the very thing that took her away from her family i know that was like very deep for just looking at a piece of art but uh <laughs> I, yeah it definitely hit me in the feels yeah, again, an- another book that I've never seen before. So uh, this is awesome that uh, all three of your covers uh, were brand new to me. So that's uh, those are all really awesome, awesome uh, selections. Exactly, and Emma, it's it, it's normal to feel emotions when looking at art. That's the whole that's reason it's here. That's probably a good here. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a very exciting sort of cover. As I mentioned on my first one, like this is the normal thing we're used to seeing. Is a lot of very like heavy like you know like Jin you you being up these stormtroopers and like that alone would have been a good cover but to add the extra layer and like have a different story going on behind there there's you know it's nice when we see uh something go above and beyond and just take that extra step there yeah for sure all right jacob i think you are uh next on this list I, I do believe I am, and my first one is the the actually the only one I own out of this group, um, and that is uh, Star Wars uh, Vader Down number one. Mm. This is the I, I showed off during the uh, rundown of all the variant types. This is a Comic Con or Vienna Comic Con exclusive, and it's Phil Noto did the art for this, and I found it during our Phil Noto episode we did way back, and actually bought it because of that, uh, and. So it's not, Emma, I'm not enabling you. I'm also enabling myself. So you're well, welcome. Well, if you um, remember, you did enable me to buy this as well. You're like, oh, I found it on eBay for 11 bucks. You should buy it. Uh, and so this wow. is the only one I own. So All right, right back well, at you, go. my friend. Uh, but yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's like an inversion on like one of the classic like 70s yep. posters. But instead mm-hmm. of like Vader being in the background, it's Luke. And you got the X-Wings instead of the, or the TIE Fighters instead of the X-Wings. And 
you got Vader and Afro in the foreground and Triple Zero and BT. They, I, I, yeah, I love this one. I think they did a great job with it's that. It's so good. Um, so good. Yeah. yeah. I love that, like, yeah, that, that old-fashioned, like, pulpy art style, I think, is, yeah, super cool. Um, very, yeah, very happy. I, was, I think uh, Moonflyer also had this on his list. In dis- for the Discord recommendations, he's like, I wish I had this one. I'm like, you can. It's not that hard to get. I'm surprised it's not <laughs> harder not. to get. Just, I mean, usually things that invoke like those um, really classic Star Wars feelings uh, and, and imagery are usually hard to find. So I was shocked when mm-hmm. you found that good of a deal on it. <laughs> The like the person I sold, uh, I bought it from. It like sounded like they literally had like a box full of them that just like had never been touched from this convention like six years ago. So uh, I'm I'm guessing that they purchased way more than they needed from what it sounded like. They 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 needed uh, to get yeah. the one one in fifty variant cover, and they just didn't sell the uh, all the other all the other books that they got. Yeah. Yeah, that is that is my first one. My second one also was recommended by someone else in Discord, and that was recommended by Mike. And it is this um, uh, Ashley Witter High Republic number two variant that I really wish I had, but I really cannot justify the price for it because it's like a hundred dollars. Uh, but and the part of the reason, I, I mean, obviously it's Keeve. You got Sarah and Tara in the background. It looks great. I love the like the glow of the lightsaber. Um, so like overall, I mean, the quality of the art is fantastic, but for some reason it really, like I, I've said this multiple times, but it really reminded me of an old school legends book. So Jared, mm. I know you're in the chat. You're welcome. And that is a betrayal. The legacy of the force book oh, yeah, I can uh, see that. by Aaron Alston. You got Jason solo with like, you got like the shadow on one side of his face and you got like the green lightsaber kind of illuminating the other side of his face. And this is like one of the earlier books I read um, in uh, in Star Wars uh, back in the um, day. Uh, not invincible. I'm not gonna lie. But, uh, I always, up until right now, thought that was Boba Fett on the cover of that book. So cool. He's on the yeah, next. Book. He is oh, yeah. on He's one on of Blood those. L- yes, he is. It, it it's the next one in the series. It's uh, Bloodlines, not to be confused with Bloodline, the Claudia Gray book. Uh, the plural bloodlines, but yeah, uh, Jason Solo is is on this. He definitely track. looks got, like young yeah. Boba Fett. <laughs> you've got Jason Solo there, and then you've got Boba Fett right there. Okay, so I'm not I'm not like a hundred percent crazy. Just no, a little. no, you're not. <laughs> I shoot. When was this published? I don't think young Bo, young Boba Fett. Well, okay, 2005. So this was this was after Attack of the Clones, but um, yeah, no, it, it is like 60 years after Attack of the Clones, so old boba fett yeah. yeah old man he is he is he's uh, deteriorating boba fett at that point <laughs> um but then my next one i this was like i already knew like going into the episode i knew about these two and the next one i was like i want to find something a little bit older in canon as as my example uh so this one is actually from star wars 2015 episode or issue 75 it was from like a like greatest moments type uh series that they did and that is this one uh, from, oh, that's cool. uh, oh my god Duncan for, for uh, Figredo so this is the uh, I believe this is the last issue of the of the Star Wars run so it has Luke a, like a like a image of like Luke and Leia like from the original trilogy era in the background with Luke kissing Leia on the forehead during the Battle of Crate uh, so like it was a very I guess you know a very good way to end a series um, like this is to like you know show that 
familiar relationship between the two of them and the love be- to be between the two of them. So yeah, I really I like this absolutely one. love that, and I kind of need it for sure. That is yeah. just so it's so moving to see you- like their ghost versions of their younger selves with their older versions because that the movie or the scene in that movie itself was emotional, and then to see. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah, art, you you literally oh. you literally just gave me goosebumps because I also have a very emotional thought when it comes to that movie because um you know, Carrie passed away and there was a, I I have yeah. a piece of art that I bought for uh, at Celebration uh, 2019. Um and it's got a bunch of pictures of Carrie on it and it's got the quote on the bottom that says no one's ever really gone and it's just all of that that I like as soon as you pull this up, like that quote popped into my head and no one's ever really yeah. gone. And it's just, it's a really emotional uh, memory. So this is, yeah, I might have to get this one as well. Well, good news, both of you. I just looked up on eBay and you can get it for under twelve, ten, under $10 shipped. So there you go. It's, it's a cheap uh, That's got to be done. <laughs> <laughs> pull out the credit card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that was that was the end of mine. So Tyler, I think we're on yes, you. Yes, uh, I have. I chose three from my personal collection. That was the only caveat I gave myself. Um, and my first one is another variant cover uh, that Jacob just just chose. Um, it is Vader Down number one, and it is the uh, Jackson colored cover by Chip Zdarsky. Um, I don't have this one, so this one is the. Uh, extremely valuable one, like one of the most uh, expensive comics that you can purchase for Star Wars comics, and I think that's yeah, why I think I, for, I, I think that's why I I I like it because I have the cheap one. <laughs> I have the one <laughs> that it is much more. Uh, the scene is very. Uh, I get um, um, Cloud City. Uh, vibes to it. It's a, it's it's got blues and oranges in it. It's a very well. That yeah, that, that's where this is. Okay, set. this is in the like uh, the, this is the uh, without like without room. the color. I have uh, Emperor's Throne Room vibes. But I thought prior to seeing this version up that you've got on the screen right now, I thought it was the Carbonite Freezing Chamber. But I was I was doubting myself because without the, without the color, it, it definitely gives me some some Emperor Stormroom vibes. Mm, um, I can see that. Like I said, I don't know why I I, I just I have a soft spot for this because it's like, yeah, I had the the, the Jackson Fader Down cover and everyone goes really. I was like, not that one, not that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I, I want to say this is like ballpark. It's was it three thousand dollars? It's something I thought it was like, like eight thousand dollars. But yes, it's it's oh my God. it's expensive. Smokes. It's expensive, and that's why it's like for just a half second. It's like I get it. I get. I get. People are very envious of the fact that I say, "Oh, I have the the Jackson Vader down." It's just it's not not that one. So, not that one. Um, my next cover um, is I have to thank. I believe it was. I believe it was Mike in uh, the the in our Discord. Um, but the the High Republic variants um, was my first introduction to Mike Mayhew covers. And uh, his art is phenomenal. Uh, so my so my cover number two is High Republic number five, and that is the Stellan Geos cover. I have this cover. Um, I, I I have it autographed, um, and it's just I just I I really really enjoy it just because I love the realistic art that that he has. Um, I don't. He's got a I don't know what they call it like a dark variant. Uh, as well, where the only uh, the shadow, the shadow variant, there it is, where that blue and orange that's behind him is not there, it's black, and so the only light 
that is on the cover is the re- is the lightsaber and then the blue reflection on his face. Um, I have this one. I love this one. Uh, I also have two versions of the Darth Crawl uh, cover, mm. which I believe is High Republic number seven. Um, and I actually had to share it with some of my other comic book comic nerds, but not comic book collectors, because he has some amazing Miles Morales covers uh, in his in his collection that are are photorealistic. Uh, that so I'm just I'm a huge fan of Mike Mayhew. I'm 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 on his his mailing list and his you know everything because I I'm just so. So uh, I love his covers and and I, and I love his art. So the, the more covers that we can get from him, uh, the the better. Yeah, I, I honestly think like the amazing thing about this cover is that Stellan Geos is not a real person and he has never been realized right? in any sort of real sense. But this is exactly what I pictured him to look like, like in in human form. And it's absolutely insane to me that somebody drew that. The immense talent that that takes is just unimaginable to me. And honestly, anytime I see something that looks that realistic, it just blows my socks off. And, and th- the scary thing, his Miles Morales covers are better. Like, like as good no as way. this is, as good as this looks, his Miles Morales color- covers, he has, he has a cover on there where it's got a pair of Jordans on the cover. And I swear it's, 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 a, it's a photo. His, uh, you've got to go to his, go to, go to his website and look through his, uh, his catalog and and look for his Miles Morales covers because he is just a phenomenal talent. So, um, oh, wow. go ahead. No, it's just yes, I was this one. It. Yep, there oh, it is. Oh wow! Like like, it, it, and if you can zoom in on on the to- on on zoom in on the red uh, uh soul, and just the level of detail that he puts into oh, this. Oh my god! It's just. <laughs> I've sent it to some of my, my my sneakerhead friends and was like, you know, is this a photo or is this a drawing? And they're like, well, because you you you're asking me, I know it's a drawing, but it looks uh, amazing. So yeah, if you didn't say if you didn't tell me that that was a drawing, I would have, without a second thought, said that that was a picture. <laughs> yeah, that's insane. Yeah, his he is so talented. So I'm I'm very happy that he has been he has graced uh, the Star Wars community with with, with his art. So. My last cover is um, a recent cover, and I chose this because um, I, I, I appreciated the, the 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 thought behind it in the sense of this is one of the Pride covers uh, that was just recently put out. This was for Bounty Hunters 13. Um, but when I was kind of showing it off in the pre-show, uh, Caleb was talking about how it. This is another. This is an example of cover art that doesn't have to go oh you okay cool you, you do you do actually have the, the the blown up version there um it's got nothing to do with the book uh but and, and it's just it's really cool to give a a, a topic and an artist and a, a canvas and an outlet to be able to uh to to, to showcase uh you know uh, an amazing character that is Erica Quell. Um, she has not been in a comic, but she is in the Alphabet Squadron uh, uh, novels and, and trilogy, and uh, and and I enjoy her. I, I really enjoy her her character, um, and and this was this was my favorite of the Pride covers uh, that I that, that I have. I have the entire Pride Pride cover collection um, because I wanted to support those covers, uh, and uh, and this was just my favorite one. And and when Caleb mentioned it at the uh, and like I said in our pre-show where. 
you know, it's just another one of those instances where it's just a cover that that is just an amazing, you know, piece of art that has not doesn't have to do with the book. Uh, it was it was something that I was that I was really really happy to share. Yeah, all of the pride covers were absolutely incredible, and and this is another instance of like we've never really we've never even really had more than like two or three pieces of concept art of what Erica Quell looks like. But this is another instance of like that is exactly what I think she would look like based on the books and the ability of artists to like capture somebody's appearance that is completely fake and based on words is incredible. I will say, I do believe she was in TIE Fighter number one, if not briefly. Maybe she was mentioned. I, I remember reading that recently. I don't remember seeing her, but I was also kind of blowing through it. So Yeah, I think it was briefly because it was a tie-in with the first novel. Um, yep. Yeah, mm. Jared's in the chat and saying that she actually is in the TIE Fighter comic. So. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah, here we go. Uh, screen share. Yep. Oh, sure enough. There she is. Yeah, totally, totally blanked on that one. Yeah, I they have definitely not read, look different uh, yeah. between the cover and and the issue. Uh, I mean, they look similar, but I would say that the cover definitely, I think, portrays her more of what I thought she would look like than um, than in the Tie Fighter comic. I, I think I, I think the thing is when I saw her, she reminded me of the uh, the commander from Star Wars Squadrons, the video game. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I can see yeah. that. I will say that this definitely feels uh, beginning of the trilogy, uh, Erica Quell. Mm. Yeah. Um, this definitely does not seem like the Erica Quell. I have not read the third book of the trilogy. I am sorry, Andrew, if you're still in the chat. I have not read it yet. Um, but this is definitely not how I picture her at the end of uh, the second book. Uh, oh, she, for sure. uh, she definitely has a different, much different mindset at the end of the second book. And uh, so this happier... Uh, cheer more, more, more cheerful, Erica. I, I imagine is at the beginning of the trilogy, uh, and uh, but yeah, I really enjoyed. <laughs> not that. I was about to say, not that Jacob will have for now. <laughs> oh, so just real quick, because I was pulling it up. So right now, be, t- the first one you mentioned, the Vader Down Number One, the sketch variant. Uh, there, you can buy this on eBay. It is signed by Lee and Sadasarki. And it actually has been rated as a nine point eight from the uh, from uh, CGC. So, do you want to take a guesstimate about how much they're asking for this comic book? So it's a re- it's a resell it's a resell market, so it's probably a little bit higher. I'm going to guess like forty five hundred dollars. I guess forty five hundred. Yes. Okay. That reaction made me think it's way higher, so I'm gonna. Go- <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I'm gonna go with nine grand. I, I think I saw it. Wasn't it like fifteen thousand dollars. That double that is thirty three thousand dollars eight hundred and eighty five dollars seventy five cents. That is more than my car. Yeah, exactly. Hold. It's more than most people's car. But here's the that best you can, part. You can buy a Tesla. So here's the best part. Hold on. Here's the best part. Plus forty three dollars in shipping. Holy cow! So again. When I say that I have the Jackson uh, variant cover of Vader down, for those that are in the know, I get the really, and that's what I go. No, not that, not 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 that cover. So that's, exactly. that's just I I, oh I enjoy God. getting getting that 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 joy. So can you imagine uh, like sitting not- on that comic and you could like sell it and pay for like a lot of your kids' college. 
some of it. Uh, luckily, Perfect. they already have college funds uh, started. But yes, that it, that would be very tempting to uh, to know yeah. the things that I could do with that. So, so what we're saying, Mrs. Reganti, is that Tyler is willing to sell his, co- his Star Wars collection. <laughs> I don't think I have anything for for the cause. close to thirty thousand dollars. So. Oh gosh, does your wife watch this? <laughs> I don't even think close to thirty thousand. I don't even like, think. I mean, a couple I don't even of years. Think I have three thousand dollars worth of, worth of content. So, but all right. So those I, I, I definitely do. Those <laughs> are our. Well, yeah. That's that's a whole nother another uh, 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 topic right there. So those were uh, our host selections, but uh, we did have a, quite a number of um, fan submissions uh, and and community submissions. So let's go ahead and jump over there, um, Jacob. Who do we have first? Yeah, we got uh, Star Wars number one. Uh, this is a really interesting, a amazing fantasy fifteen homage for all the like hardcore yes. comic mm-hmm. Spider Man, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is the yeah the very first appearance of Spider Man. Um, this is a uh, art by uh, Joe Quinones, uh, and this was submitted by Moonflyer in our uh, Utini Discord. So yeah, we got this is from the twenty fifteen series with. Leia swinging on the little grapple, uh, carrying Luke just like Spider-Man, uh, like sixty years ago now. Exactly. I mean, the Star Wars number one had a ton of really great variant comics and variant covers. Like there was like half a dozen to a dozen like variant covers. I think a few might, more might show up here, but like every single one of them was very clever and really well done and really a great start to that series. Yeah, this is I, I I see it immediately as soon as soon as soon as this was put out, I was like ah, there's Spider-Man. So uh, that's mm-hmm. a very classic uh, uh, a cover uh, for for, yeah. for Spider-Man fans. When I first saw it, I just kind of thought it was like a little bit of an inversion on like what actually happens in the movie. That too. I was like, no. yeah. So I thought that was well, really that, cool yeah. in general. But then I was like, well, why is she carrying him like that? <laughs> no, here I I I, I should, yeah. Hold on. Hold this on. We is can, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's the, that was the very first in, uh, comic book with Spider-Man back in the day. So. Oh, cool! Oh, that's amazing. Where's Han? Where's Han and Chewie? <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, uh, we got another one here from at least in the rundown. Uh, Be nasty. The uh, submission is yep. Okay, they're all in good. order, so you can. Yeah. So we got Higher Public number five from uh, Bernard Chang. This is. A be nasty submission. This is um, we got Terret and Sarret and Dekeev and a battle rancor and a Gamorian. It's it, it's this, uh, Caleb was talking about heavy metal covers earlier. I feel like this is definitely <laughs> mm. oh, yeah. Metal. oh yeah, the oh, heaviest definitely. metal. <laughs> yeah, no, this is like exactly. we just need some. It's so badass. High impact font font of like you know the the job and the scroll smashers and his metal band sort of thing. It's just like absolutely. When I look at this, immediately I'm like, "What is that Gamorian supposed to be doing? Is he helping anything? Like, really? <laughs> he, he's just along for I'm the like, ride." No, that's a rancor. But now I know. Now, now I see what you're saying. You're talking about the the Gamorian. Yeah, no, he's so tiny out yeah. there. He, it's like it's almost like uh, maybe he's like doing some bull riding, like seeing how long <laughs> he can stay on. <laughs> this is really just an ad for the uh, Haslabs rancor. Yes, that does come with a Gamorian now. And you just have to drop like four hundred dollars. That's it. Yeah. That's like that's like yeah. a one one hundredth of uh, probably a one one thousandth of what you can do for that Vader down cover. 
Yeah. So <laughs> there you go. Yes. There you go. All right. Uh, next up, actually, I think we'll see a repeat here because I just have very popular taste. Is High Republic number no, six? This is the this is the other one. Oh, the, the, the oh that one. Yes, I didn't. The one I mentioned before. This is the High Republic six one by Peach Momoko. Uh, this one featuring Keeve. Uh, again, in a very counter to the mm-hmm. Rancor riding Gamorrean and blood and guts is a very peaceful and serene sort of time. Uh, very kind of. You can almost feel the um, calmness and the patience that's coming off of it. Just a really, really great cover here. Um, I was almost, it was almost a coin flip between whether I wanted this one or the one from Eleven. Yeah, if the last cover was heavy metal, this cover is a Taylor Swift album. (laughs) Uh, So Early Taylor Swift. Early Taylor Swift. Early Taylor Swift. And um, also, I love that. Jared will get this joke. Is it definitely uh, for to me? Like when I first saw this cover, I swear Keeve is like holding Max Revives from Pokemon in her hand right now, and that's the only thing I can see. <laughs> I'll have to take your word for it. Yes, I know. I don't. Yeah, I don't know yeah. that <laughs> reference, but cool. Jared, Jared, in thirty seconds is going to be laughing in the chat. So once he catches up, uh, yeah, I really like this cover because I mean, this is a very unique portrayal of Keeve. Normally, we see her. You know, she's usually very frustrated and angry with, like, the order and how things are, you know, going down and things like that. So it's really neat to see her more, uh, like you guys said, kind of, like, calm and, and serene. And I, I don't know. I, I love the imagery of the sparkly things. I, I like to imagine it's the Force. But honestly, on this cover, it kind of looks like little pieces of gold or something, like like actual gold, not just, like, specks that are colored gold. I don't know. It's It's very interesting. Makes you think. All right, our next submission looks like it was it was doubly submitted by by both Moonflyer and Eric, uh, um, from uh, Living Force, and this is uh, the High Republic number one cover by Stephanie Hahn, featuring Avar, Chris, and Yoda. This Yoda, this one taunts me every time I go to the local my local comic book store because they he has it up by the register and I can't pull the trigger because it's like forty dollars. Yeah, I remember when this one first came out, and like I was having debates with people. I'm like, is that like actually like I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be Avar or not because like now like it's very clear that it's her, but like there's debate because like there was another like in the concept art there was another blonde Jedi that oh, was yeah. like they're like that's not Avar, that's a different Jedi. I'm like, okay, well is this one it? Because like her lightsaber looks pretty different in this one, and like uh like I'm like she has the circlet though on her head and her hair is like blonde it was like i was like maybe it's not but that yeah it's you know in hindsight that's a very stupid argument to make but like it was kind of <laughs> interesting at the time I was like is that avar actually though um this is so this is your weekly reminder that every argument you get into online doesn't matter <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah like I, I feel like I'm like decently well informed, but like every once in a while, I'm like I'm gonna make a, like I'm gonna make a prediction, and they're all so wrong. They're all incredibly wrong. But someday this, yeah. one might be right, and that's that's what matters, yeah. right? <laughs> Remember when I thought uh, the I was like I was like it was my like my like craziest shot was that Omega from the Bad Batch in like in the trailers. I'm like, what if she is the lost night sister girl from the end of the clone war stories of light and dark bug right novel or yeah bug i'm like what if that's bug and i'm like that's my <laughs> that's my like crazy theory crackpot theory it was not that yeah don't ever stop your, your crazy theories i love it well maybe some character will be bugged down the line 
All right. Um, next up, oh, there's another one from Star Wars number one, which I think Jared in the chat said there's like over 40 of these variants, but this one was by John Tyler Christopher. Oh, yes, this one. I love this another one. Another appearance oh, by so, Jackson. By Jackson, as they, as the, all of the entire group is doing their best to literally keep Jackson out of the comics. Thankfully, they failed. He is back, and he's doing fun stuff in Star Wars Adventures, but, you know, kind of a, a very cheeky reminder of where the 70s comic went and how, uh, you know, how they're definitely going to keep, keep things serious in the new Star Wars uh, series. Absolutely serious. It's, it's interesting that, like, I, I was just thinking about this now that this cover came out before Jackson was in canon again. Exactly. Like, this cover came out, like, in, like, what, like, August or J- January 2015, whenever yeah, the comics like first that. started back up. And Jackson probably didn't come around for, like, another two or three years. Yeah, that's insane. And and also, I mean, this isn't even written by Kevin Scott, so this feels this yeah. Kevin Scott had nothing <laughs> to do with a, this. It feels a little book. dirty. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's that's really good. Speaking of like Kevin and weird like legends, rabbity things, I saw that the Star Wars Adventures Annual launched a. Um, they just released a variant cover from like some store of a cover with a bunch of who. Yes, on the I remember seeing that. Oh um, Yes, Kevin retweeted that, right? Or uh... I, I, I don't know. I just, I think I, it just went on sale this week or something like that. So I'll have to like send it to, uh, to Trevor. I feel like that's something that's like right up his alley. So this, this submission was from Be Nasty. Uh, this next one is from Timothy. Uh, this is Star Wars sixty five by by Corey Smith. This one and the next one, I think, uh, were uh, again ones that I'd never seen. And and I love. Uh, is this also from one of the series that? Uh, yeah, this is the greatest yeah, moments, yeah. which is the same one that the one the Luke and uh, Luke and Leia when I submitted earlier was from. Oh, it's so good. It's I, I don't know the style. It reminds me of um, oh what was the, the journals of Ben or Obi Wan Kenobi or something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of reminds me of that. that style a little bit. Yeah, it's very cool. You know, yeah. a very nice it's nice to see like someone take the ultra detailed sort of styling here and get like really get every little fold of that cloak there mm. and i like how we're seeing it from um what is that panda baba's perspective so, perspective panda baba perspective at, is that, wouldn't that be dr esavan um yeah i mean like we're between the two of them right, between right, 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 and right. panda baba true yeah i like that perspective because it kind of it kind of makes Ben look a little less like that sweet old man and more of like a scary warrior type of guy that could just... You're about to lose an yeah, arm. Yeah, cut, right. cut all the limbs <laughs> like butter. All right, so all I right. think the, the next one is also from Timothy. Um, Star Wars number 70 by Walter Simonson. And um, another greatest... What, what did you say this was? Greatest moments? Greatest moments, yeah. yeah. with the Palpatine and the and the Vader, you know, throwing... Uh, throwing Palpatine down the shaft, supposedly killing him. Um, and I, oh my gosh, I love the skeleton sort of right? detail That's what there I saw on too. Vader. So good. So, so good. Because you don't ever see the human, like those, those, those that part of him. So that's that's right. what I, was my first first reaction too, was look at this ribcage. Yeah. And, and I like how also like the skeleton arm part, it doesn't go all the way to the wrist because he doesn't have his, his oh. arm. Or his, uh, oh, yeah. like below his elbow, I guess. Or, you know what I mean. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. He, was di- he was disarmed. Uh, next one 
comes from Mike. This is War of the Bounty Hunters number two, the art by uh, Tyler Kirkham. And just kind of a, uh, just a really good dynamic sort of thing. It almost looks like the cover to Doom of like, you know, Boba Fett ah, versus Doom the guy, army of yes. Luke's. Yeah, he's kind of, he is kind of pulling a Doom guy there of just Boba Fett punching out like literally dozens of uh, stormtroopers. You can have a really good, you know, like, this is Boba Fett's story, so having a really good, like, I love the lighting on this, as weird as it sounds, like, seeing, like, all the shiny armor reflecting off. I love how, like, very, he does a great job with the white background and the white stormtrooper armor. And then, of course, you know, Boba Fett has this splash of, like, green violence right in the middle. It's a, it's a really fun sort of, uh, you know, action jumpy uh, sort of thing that makes you think, okay, th- this is going to be exciting. Even though I don't think he actually fights any stormtroopers. I, in, I was just two. thinking the same thing. Yeah, you think you're right. I don't think he ever fights. At least he not that he, many. Not, like in issue five, it, it, definitely. He does. Yeah, issue five just would have been appropriate. Yeah, it might be one of those very, instances very where like it's somewhat related to the to the issue, but not directly. I always love when when covers kind of take the route of having a very light. Uh, colored background and then having something way more colorful contrasting in the middle it, it's it's very visually pleasing all right we've got we've got two more um this is by blind fates uh and this is star wars 2020 uh issue number 13 by uh mike mayhew uh, and this is a a callback to um mm. I, I believe it's boba fett's first appearance in the original, no, uh, I thought the original, uh, the original, the, his first appearance, I think, was like him and like Dangar and Bosk, like standing next to each other, or something like that. Okay, yeah, but um, it's definitely aping something from the seventy-seven series. Yeah, yeah it's he says it's issue number sixty-eight, which I'll pull up real quick. But yeah, but it's it's almost a perfect facsimile because it's got the yellow background, it's got Boba. This is a more photorealistic version of Boba Fett, if I remember mm. the original. It it's more artistically drawn. Um, I'm trying to to. Fill in, yeah. There we go. Oh wow! Yeah, this oh, is wow. the original one. So very. Sim- I mean, obviously, it's it's you know the same characters. Well, looks like he traded some stormtroopers for for some bounty hunters on the modern version. But yeah, like basically the same characters and everything. Just it's now like a digital art as opposed to old. Yes. Fashion. Yeah, and even the C three PO and R two D two in the corner is the same. That's amazing. And it's got the uh, both of them have the com- the old fashioned comics code stamp, mm. which that's a whole another that's a whole another Jacob Comics one hundred one <laughs> crap. But yeah, maybe maybe in January. That no, that if if I ever tell you about the comics code, you know we've run out. Of ideas, <laughs> so I'll just say that. So maybe in February. <laughs> All right, there we go. All right, and rounding All out, right, yeah, rounding out the the community submissions. Uh, is High Republic number one. This one by Paolo Villanelli. And uh, this, again, is another homage to uh, The Clone Wars issue number one, which was uh, Ahsoka's um, introduction. That's so good. Oh, my gosh. Well, when I see this, though, I always think I'm thinking to the uh, end of Star Wars Episode five. That, on the, uh, I, I can definitely, I can definitely see, see that, too. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That, that's where my brain first went. And then and then Tyler, when you said the thing about the Clone Wars, I was like, oh, yeah, wait, that's why it looks more familiar, too. Um, I love the vectors in the background there. It, it, it's such a cool ship design, and, I don't know, the gold robes mixed with the blue space is, is a really nice look. You got the the long beam up top. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
and effectors. Yeah. I, didn't, didn't they like almost like do another homage to this? And like, I want to say maybe one of the higher public adventures comics I, before I, they I think like, so. Yes. To, to go to the, like the junk planet or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Um, but then, yeah, here's what it is homaging the Clone Wars number one, the Dark Horse comic. This is another uh, you buy a car yes. for the price of this comic. Yes. <laughs> Um, on, on, the Mount Rushmore, on the Mount Rushmore of comic va- on, on on high value comics, this is is one of those one of those uh, those comics. And I believe that the art, this original art, is by Filoni. Like this cover, art. it definitely gives me Filoni um, vibes and, for sure. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and um, yeah, I remember like I went to a comic book convention this summer, and I thought I saw it on the shelf for fifty dollars. I was like gonna like lose my mind, and then I found out it was like the it was like a very small like hardback collection of like the first volume. I'm like, oh, I mean that's still cool. And it's pr- like fifty dollars seemed like a decent deal for that, but like you know it's not like, oh my god, that's a several thousand dollar comic book for fifty bucks. Exactly. I just scrolled down a little bit on my eBay, and you can buy it new with a nine point six rating for uh, fourteen thousand dollars. Okay, so that's that's half of the Vader Down one. So exactly, relatively so it's not a bad. Great deal. It's according a great a, yeah, according to deal. our show notes from uh, about from about a month ago, the uh, the uh, uh, quote unquote official evaluation is around three thousand dollars for 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 Dark Horse of Clone, War, Clone Wars number one. So uh, yeah, that resale market is a killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do your research, folks. <laughs> Don't spend several thousand dollars on comic books. That's my advice. To I mean, you right I mean, if you have the ability to do that, good for you. Also, can I have a it, loan? It, <laughs> inle- unless, yeah, it's like it's like first she must become a member of the uh, Utini Jedi yeah. Council, and then and then, then you can then pull the we'll trigger. Give you the, yeah. We'll give you. We will give you personal advice on where to invest your money. <laughs> if you, it'll be a new Patreon unlock. Yeah, it's called my tuition. All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, that was fun tonight. Uh, so thank you to everybody who uh, submitted, uh, and thank you for, for for those of you that were in the chat that were that were commenting. Yeah, this was, uh, you know, co- variant covers is is something that that I, I think is what we talk about the most, Jacob, in uh, in, in the Discord channel, wouldn't you say? Uh, other than the other than the stories themselves, I would say mm-hmm. that it's 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 definitely it's definitely cooled down a little bit just with like how like because. When the higher, like the first like volume and a half of High Republic was just oh, like yeah, yeah. nonstop variants all the time, and I mean War of the Bounty Hunters has been that a little bit, but definitely not as much. But yeah, for for a couple months it was just like variant, 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 and that was like it. But yeah, now now we're we're talking a little bit more about actually what happens inside the comic books. So okay, so uh, before we close up the show tonight, I do want to remind everybody that next week we are having our High Republic Adventures round table. Um, as far as we know, this trade paperback has not been delayed yet, right? As of this exact moment, Jacob? Yeah, as as of 9.30 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Time on Wednesday the 10th, it should still be coming out next week. Yes, so, uh, so hopefully you'll have, you'll be able to pick that up in time to, uh, follow along next week as we discuss our roundtable. Um, and if not, the, the, you know, you can always grab the single issues, um, this was, it's a lot of fun and I can't wait to talk about that. It's been a little bit since we've had uh, our, our round table. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to having that discussion next week. So, but 
Until then, that is going to do it for this week's episode of The Cosmic Force. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the show right here on YouTube, where you can hear us live every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. We also encourage you to subscribe to our audio version on whatever uh, podcast platform you listen to. Uh, Be sure to visit utini.com for reviews, articles, and news for the entire expanded universe. We also encourage you to join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. And you can also help support the show by heading to patreon.com slash utini and start receiving exclusive perks starting at just $5 a month. A special thank you to J.G. Kars, O.K. Endar, Cheryl Bell, Patrick Ortiz, Carl Sander, and Earl Q. on our Jedi High Council, as well as Matt Billington, Tyler Latour, Kyle Hickman, Elizabeth Cloutier, Jason Mitchell, Freddie C., and Sally and Chris Eilerson on our Alliance High Command for their amazing support. Don't forget, you can tweet the show at Cosmic Force Show or at the host individually. I'm at Ty Rags. Emma is at Irma Jedi 26. Caleb is at Caleb Lamanek. And Jacob is at Jacob Bosch. Uh, thanks again to Emma, Caleb, and Jacob for hosting with me. Thank you to all of you in the chat tonight. A special thank you to our listeners and viewers wherever and whenever you are joining us in the future. We do truly appreciate you. Uh, we hope to see everybody next week. But until then, may the Force be with you. Thank you.